Hello and welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast, the place for modern women who are waking up to the truth of who they are, with me as your host, Sarah Poet. Now, if the word sacred is throwing you a little bit, that's okay. Have you had that moment as a modern woman where you went, wait, I left something of myself back there along the way? Well, if so, then you're already on a path of sacred remembering and you're actually in the right place. We know that modern women are rising, but we don't do it by fighting. We do it by remembering who we are and standing in that truth. And here in this space, we remember together through stories and tools and curiosity. And in doing so, we bring forward the place of women in our modern world. Now let's begin. Hey, it's Sarah, the host here and the creator of Embodied Breath, my private practice where I use alchemical coaching and healing methodologies to help you live into your full truth so that you can be who you desire to be in the world. I believe that every woman has a truth that she's not yet telling and that to own that truth changes and even saves her life. At sarahpoet.com, you'll find trauma-sensitive tools, practices, meditations, my TEDx for modern women, an e-course for women to shift from silence into sacred truth, my blog with many more personal stories, information on conscious relationship and my work with couples and sacred union, links to working with me in various durations privately for leadership coaching and otherwise. You can schedule a consultation right there on the website if that's for you. Everything changes when we align to the truth of who we are, when we stop identifying with our old stories and traumas, and when we own that sacred truth and claim the path of sacred remembering for ourselves. I believe that it is the formula for everything from personal alchemy to planetary shifts. Thank you for being here, and thank you for helping to create change with your life at this time. Hello and welcome back. I am so glad that you are here. This is the first interview conversation that I'm releasing for season two. And this interview is with Sarah Oakley. And I'm so excited to bring it forth. There's a lot of wisdom inside of this episode for women. And I just really love the gentle and nourishing presence that Sarah consistently holds. So I'm excited. And let me read you her bio before we get started. Sarah Oakley is a body-mind coach, a massage therapist, and is currently on a path to becoming a certified spiritual sexual educator. She helps women tune into the wisdom of their own bodies by creating a sacred space of receiving and healing to unwind patterns of fear, worry, and shame. Through embodiment practices, she guides women to become more empowered throughout their entire life. So welcome back. 
Remember that you are always welcome to join the Sacred Remembering group on Facebook. It's completely free and you're welcome to go there and start a conversation after you listen to this episode. Let us know what pops. um, Let us know what questions you have. And Sarah and I will be there to respond. So without further chatting. Here is the interview. Thanks for being here. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Sacred Remembering Podcast. Hi, I'm, I'm so glad to be here. So glad to be it's, talking to you today. Thanks. It's so, <laughs> it's so, so good to have you here. And um, yeah, I'm excited to see where this conversation goes. We're going to talk about embodiment and and spiraling to wholeness. Your business is called Spiral to Wholeness, and that really intrigues me, that spiraling yeah. essence. So um, yeah, let's just begin with you work as a body worker, and you call yourself a body-mind coach. Can you tell us a little yes. bit about that? Yeah, so being a body-mind coach, um, the, the woman that created body mind coaching was a massage therapist herself. And, um, basically it's bringing in the coaching conversation into the body work session. Mm-hmm. So it's not just life coaching and it's not body work, but it's this really amazing blend of the two, like the best of both worlds. Mm, and I, I know that you that. do, you, you also do energy work in your coaching work. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's really great for massage therapists that want to kind of slowly or very quickly introduce coaching into their work. And it took me months and months and months of like, oh, I really want to do this. Should I do this? And, and finally, I was like, this is the work of the future to not just look at the physical body, you know, not just look at what, you know, the knots that, that people want, you know, taken out of them and, and, and looking at the whole person. Mm -hmm. And because we hold those like patterns of tension in the body. And so you're experiencing that as a massage therapist, like, Oh, this person probably has this going on with their body because there's something else connected to it. And yeah. Consciousness. Yeah. And it's really, it's really interesting when I first started getting into this work, it actually was really frustrated by people that um, didn't see that connection and working with clients that, that didn't see themselves in their body kind of saw it as like something that needed to be fixed, like a car. Mm -hmm. Um, and I actually, um, slowly started getting away from wanting to do deep tissue work as well, because it was like, I just felt like I was working the surface Mm -hmm. or like putting a bandaid on a much bigger thing that was happening in the person's, um, spirit and soul and not just um, because what the physical is a manifestation of, of the spirit. 100%. Um, yeah. 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 And we hold 
the tensions and the traumas and the patterns in our physical bodies. And I love, you sound gritty like me. Like we'd like to really get in there. And so you're like, I don't want to do deep tissue. I don't want to be doing this work for you. I want to do the whole experience with you. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So, so you talk a lot about embodiment and today we're also going to talk about slowing down to facilitate healing, like mm-hmm. facilitate your own healing. And so I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about embodiment and what that means to you in your embodiment journey. I think, um, you know, I, I definitely, before I knew about embodiment, I knew nothing about embodiment. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I was so in my mind and mm. I knew, like I was, I was aware that it was my body that was blocking me from moving forward or from like feeling empowered or successful. And I had like two advanced degrees at that point. And so mm-hmm. I, I really relied on the head and on academia. And like, even though my body was the thing that was giving me the clues that I was not okay, I was still trying to solve it in the head. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I've seen on your website, you talk about that head body disconnection. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's so much that I could say about that. And, um, so there's like a, a time in my life more recently. And then there's a time from, you know, I could talk about childhood too. Um, so like, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about a few years ago. Um, it might've been, um, facilitated by, we moved to a new place and I might've tweaked something when I was carrying a box. Um, and I had a slip disc Mm -hmm. and, my lower back and it was excruciating and it wasn't the first time it had happened before. And I tried to stretch it out. I tried all these things. I tried, maybe if I walked, it would feel better. And after a week I had to go and see my chiropractor and, you know, I realized like, it wasn't just because I picked up a box and tweaked mm-hmm. my back. You know, this, this was a kind of a buildup of many years of there, all this tension in the low back in the psoas, the pelvic bowl, all of that of like holding this, all this in and th- there not being this openness there mm-hmm. when I, you know, I thought, I thought there was, but there really wasn't. And it, it was kind of the beginning of my most recent, like, healing transformation of, of really getting in touch with that area of my body and mm-hmm. becoming open. Um, last year, I, I saw this book called Stalking Wild Soaz. And oh. I, forgot the, I forget the author's <laughs> name right now, but it's just like, Oh my God, the, the psoas muscle is just like, and you know, I was a massage therapist too at the time. I was a massage therapist, um, but I didn't really have this deep connection of being present in my own body. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing all this research on, on 
the energy centers on the chakras. I, I went to, I started going to these workshops that were all about just being present with your body, with, with the lower chakras being embodied in the lower chakras. And it was a slow process of like, there was a lot of stuff to unravel there. And, and, um, I don't know, at, at one point, you know, I was, I went from being in excruciating pain to going to yoga two or three times a week and doing ecstatic dance once a week and just feeling so free and open in my body. And, and at the same time, um, my mother, her health was getting a lot worse during this time. And she had like, she had similar problems that I had in, but this was years and years and years of severe back pain, um, having to have back surgery, being on pain, painkillers for years and years and just numbing it. And, and I knew that I didn't want to go down that path. Mm. And, and, you know, the people that you love the most, you want to, you want them to get on board with, with what you're, what you're doing and you can show them all the books and talk about what you're doing, but you can't, um, make them go down the same path or, or realize, you know, that the choices that they're making are not necessarily for their, for their good. (laughs) Their greatest good. Um, Yeah. yeah, their greatest good. Um, I feel like, yeah, I kind of lost track of what I was saying there, but, um, that's, that's a, that was a big thing for me. So during this process of, of healing and embodiment and becoming more and more embodied, like I realized how much, um, of an impact being my mother's daughter had, um, on my life and really unlearning all the things that I had been taught by her about the on body. how about the body, about using your voice in the world, mm. relationships, because I was the healing work was unlearning all of that stuff. You know, yeah. it wasn't just her, it was all of society and it's the society that I grew up in and the society that she grew up in. And it, it was hard at times. It was really hard to, you know, we, and we, we even had some difficult difficulties in our relationship because I, I saw all the things and I wanted to bring them up. And, and it was hard for her to look at herself, you mm-hmm. know, in the way that I was looking at, at myself during that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I think yeah. one of the reasons that I quest for truth so much was because uh, my mother didn't 
quest for truth or didn't like own truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And I realize now how confusing that was for me my whole life. And, Mm. you know, it's just like a place that she won't go. Um, But I've talked about on the podcast before how it's like, well, yeah, it's, it's what she learned from her mother and her mother learned from her mother. And so it's like mother wound passed down. Mm -hmm. But I kind of want to go back to what you were saying about uh, the opening in your lower chakras. And so there Mm -hmm there was like a closure, there was a closure in your lower chakras and a tightness and this pain that you were noticing um, in this back injury. And then that was kind of the guide that you were following. You were like, okay, body, you're giving me this major clue. I'm recognizing that there's this closed offness. And so, um, you know, I'm wondering if we can go back to that because I would imagine that that had something to do with sexual trauma and you're, you are in a training right now to become a certified spiritual sexual educator, which is just so fascinating to me. And I want to, um, I would love to spend some more time there for women who like have those lower chakras issues that can manifest in so many ways and like a tightness anywhere around and, um, yeah, like how to, well, slow down to facilitate healing um, mm-hmm. in the area of the body. So I've actually thought about this a lot and I keep going back to it and wondering if I experienced any sexual trauma myself. And the answer that I keep getting is no, I haven't. And I think. For me, my the reason why I had so much going on is partly ancestral inherited trauma and collective trauma that i I was so sensitive to everything around me and mostly my family that I picked up on all of that and just brought it into my own body and so I was talking about my mom and my mother was abused at a very young age and she never completely healed from that. Mm -hmm. And so her life, she, she actually, um, because she didn't really heal from that in a deep way, that's what manifested in her her chronic pain and her anxiety and um, her relationships with men and and when I was little i I just took all that in into my own body. And I, I grew up in an environment where it was like unconsciously, I was unconsciously told that it wasn't safe to be around certain types of people. And I wasn't safe in my own body. Mm. Um, yeah. And so it goes back to like this this relationship with my mom 
and wanting to protect her and wanting her to be well and never really, um, really able to do that. And so realizing that I have to do my own work, even though it's, um, to do with her, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, so interesting that this is coming up today because yesterday I got a phone call from a female client who is like a return client. I hear from her every once in a while. And she was saying, Oh my gosh, you know, I have so much like pain in my womb space. My legs won't let me rest at night. Um, you know, she's like, I think I'm clearing trauma for other people mm-hmm. because I don't think that this happened to me like in this lifetime, but I feel like I'm the one that's here clearing it. And, you know, my sort of answer or intuition at that point was like, you know, you very well may be correct because she's the one in her family that's on an awakening path. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, all of these things that everyone else is refusing to look at, she is um, actively clearing these wounds sort of like in, you know, for the family. Um, and I know I've had that experience as well um, with female lineage and female ancestors coming back and presenting themselves and saying to me, like, yeah, we're going to help you clear this because this needs to be cleared from the line. And, um, you know, a deep knowing in me that it was mine to do. I mean, no one else in my family speaks this language or (laughs) like has anything to do with this, like wants anything to do with this. And so, um, yeah, there have been many, many days, uh, this year in particular, clearing that, female lineage in association with the trauma in association with the oppression and the masculine and the closing down uh, in the female body that happens in a system of oppression. I mean, we've been living in the system yes. of oppression and separation for thousands of years. And so we really are taking these things on in our bodies. But I, I do think that I want to say two things about that. I do think that we, the awakening uh, members of the family will be asked to clear almost on the part of the lineage or on the part of the collective. And you always have some sort of, um, you give your permission for that or not. Like you don't have to do that work if you don't want to do that work. Um, It's like, you always have free will, Mm -hmm. you know? And the other thing is that I don't think that it has to be, Um, as difficult as we have known it to be when we have been healing in, in like more traditional ways or with one modality at a time, like you were saying, I mean, some people just like seek out the chiropractor, seek out the massage therapist, seek out the therapist to talk about the mental realm. And there are ways that we can more holistically heal such as you're bringing the body mind therapy together. And then such as this spiritual sexual healing So I'm wondering if you want to talk about that as a modality in terms of that multifaceted holistic healing. Yeah. Um, So for me, you know, there's a lot of um, this, this word sexual healing and people have certain things that they think of when they, then when that 
when they hear that phrase, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, think of Tantra, think of like pleasure seeking, but that's also energetic. Um, but the work that I do is very much presence based and it's, and it's not focused on an outcome. It's not, uh, focused on, I want to heal this or I want to open this up or I want to have more pleasure. Um, it's really about giving presence to the body, um, with, with also, also with the breath and, and there's the, the way that I've been trained in it is, um, where you work with someone else and you place your hands on their different chakras and keep eye contact and just allow for whatever happens to happen and allow people to move their body if they need to, to uh, make sounds if there's sounds that need to come out and without any goal in mind, but then something always happens, even if it's very subtle. And I, I have experienced this, this work myself multiple times and had different things happen each time. And so I think the, like the power in it is in the simplicity mm-hmm. and also in the, if there's one thing to focus on is that being sovereign in your own body and reclaiming your own body and your own energy as your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. by doing that, um, and then there's also the slowing down process during that because it's not something that happens quickly Yeah, or that, you know, but, but it can happen quickly, but not by forcing anything quickly. Right. So yeah. like the trauma might be arising. So this is like you're clothed or the, the client's clothed mm-hmm. and you as the practitioner are presencing with like your hands, your presence, your eye contact, and mm-hmm. then a, like a trauma memory or something like that, or just sensations associated with the trauma or fear or tightness or whatever sensations present will arise and and the magic is in the slowing down and the presence because, mm-hmm. you know, if we were taking that trauma into like a sexual intercourse situation, that mm-hmm. trauma is going to flare and we're, you know, like either going to have a fight or flight response or shut down what's happening in the body and just go with the sexual action anyway, or, you know, or maybe we can ask a partner to presence with us, but I would say that's pretty unique. Mm-hmm. So this is like, if, if someone has that, you know, tightness or sensations of trauma in those lower chakras, this is the slowing down safe place where you presence with whatever is, and then the body experiences whatever it experiences it and has like the permission to do that. Yeah. You, you summed it up really well. <laughs> um, and it's also um, not just the, the lower chakras. Okay. Um, there's also, you can bring in the heart and bring in 
bring in actually the whole body and more as a connecting, connecting the heart with the mm. sacral chakra or even with the root chakra. Um, there's sometimes trauma more to do with the root chakra. So really holding space there, which is also very grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, there's not like a set way that, that I work. Um, there's a certain way that I was trained and there's a certain format that I, that I go by. But if I feel called to, for example, you know, connect the throat chakra with the sacral chakra or, or with the root, if I feel like that connection is like, I, I, without, without, um, having, um, without trying to force something happening, but just using my own intuition and guiding me and all, all, always with permission. That's the other thing about this work mm. is it's very much um, consent oriented, um, which is not true in some other forms of sexual healing work. This, this work is consent the whole way through. So if, if someone that I work with doesn't want to be touched physically at all, then I can just, you know, hover my hand over their body. If they, if they don't feel like that safe enough to do that, that's totally fine. Um, and it's always up to the, to the client, um, what, how far they they want to go in, in the process. Yeah. Sarah, and, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I just wanted to add to that there's different levels um, to the work and, and I always start clients clothed, but if someone does want to go deeper, there's an internal presence based work as well, Mm. but I won't talk too much about that, but that's also something that if someone wants to go um, further in the work. Beautiful. So if someone has never experienced something like this before or heard of this before, I think, you know, it's apparent even in your voice that to be in your presence and I've been in your presence and I've been um, a client of yours. And so um, to be in your presence is an invitation to really like slow down into a safe space and, um, I would love to hear you talk about like creating safe and sacred space to do this work. It's almost like, Mm. I think the question is like, how do women create that space in their lives? Um, And how do you, how do you um, advocate that, that that space be created or how do you help to create that space? Yeah. Um, So something that I learned towards the very beginning of, of practicing this work on, on women. And I, I only work with women, although I can be trained to work with men. I only work with women. Um, What I've found is that having women come to my home and in my, my, space that I have already set up. Um, it creates this container of support because I did see someone at, at, in their home and 
that container wasn't there. Mm. So that's the first thing is that um, creating that container. um, And my room is kind of, it's not really cave-like there's windows. It's like the perfect size to have like this container of support um, Mm. in place. And I have to, myself get to a place where I'm present with my own body and, and let go of any intentions that I might be feeling, um, just kind of surrender and become this hollow vessel Mm -hmm. so that the divine can work through me. Mm -hmm. And, um, I went to this market, this Christmas market, um, back in November and I bought this handmade broom and I only use that broom for my office Mm. and I, I sweep with it. Like whenever I'm preparing to have someone come over, I, it's kind of like Mm. this ritual, Mm. um, sweeping that I do. Beautiful. Yeah, and, I really, I, um, I want to, I want to keep hearing, but I just, I love hmm. the idea of women just creating that sacred space for themselves. Like, like any amount of sacred space, you know, if it's like on your dresser, there's a 10 by 10 space and mm-hmm. you have like sacred little objects, you know, I, I really, um, love to invite that back. Like it's, it's in us, you know, I have that in, mm-hmm. in my little sacred remembering ebook. It's like, no, like play with those sacred objects, create those rituals. And like, yeah, it's like a cultivation of um, the inner temple and the outer temple, uh, like coming back, but I'm sorry, continue, please your rituals. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how I see it. I, I see the, my my own inner temple as being just important as the external temple where I'm creating the physical space. It's also my own bodily temple, treating that the same way. So that when someone comes to see me, I can fully receive them so that yeah, so that they can receive themselves and feel safe enough and feel al- allowed to receive their own selves. Beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. You can really feel that. Like you you hold and embody that that energy. I'm wondering if um if you can tell us a little bit more uh about I think the question is like the name of your business, the spiral to wholeness. And I know that those, those business babies come like the names come from somewhere really, really sacred. And so I'm wondering if there's a part of your journey that um, really reflects in the name of your business. I'm so glad you asked me that question because (laughs) I just, um, just last week, uh, realized the deeper 
meaning, which I think you'll really like, um, Mm -hmm. of behind the name of my business. Um, but, but first I'll go back to, um, my business name before this, I had another business name and it was earth mama massage and, and healing or something like that. (laughs) Um, First iteration. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I was, I was thinking like, I don't want to just be, um, seen as an earth mama because I feel like who I am is transforming and it's encompassing more than just like I'm, I'm an earth mama, which I also identify as, and I've always loved spirals. And like, if you look in my books and, you know, from several years, decades um, back, you, you know, I have little doodles of spirals and this whole idea of healing as a spiral path. I'm really drawn to how we, um, we we're met with the same, like very similar lessons to learn, but we're at a different place in our healing path. Yeah. But, but similar, similar themes kind of come up. So I wanted spiral to be a part of my business name and wholeness is kind of the word that, really reflects embodiment, just being whole in yourself, not just your body, but your mind, your soul, your spirit. So um, wholeness is being something to um, not, not necessarily strive for, but to, to, kind of reclaim the the wholeness Mm. that's in you. Um, But last week (laughs) I was reading, um, reading a book and, and this woman was talking about the spiral and, and that we, the spiral was actually, um, it's a combination of the circle, which is feminine and the line, which is masculine. Mm. And so the spiral reflects the union of masculine and feminine, which, which is wholeness. Mm. So I, and I thought about you immediately, uh, actually. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I like, love oh, that. <laughs> and oh, awesome. yeah, I was just like, oh my gosh, why did I not think of this? And I think part of it was because I've always associated spirals with just feminine like, yeah. you know, the, the triple goddess spiral and things like that. But um, it's actually the, the union of masculine and feminine. And it also got me thinking about like all of nature. You know, you think about the earth is very feminine, but actually all of nature is also masculine and feminine. Yeah. And um, so, so I'm really excited about the name of my business even more now than it was before. Isn't that funny how it like comes in iterations? I embodied breath was the same way. Like I, I knew the first iteration and the second and the third and yeah, I'm I'm like in another (laughs) right now. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing (laughs) because it, it really was like a, 
a divine download. I mean, I did not think of that name, you know, I was told like, yeah, here's what you're going to call it. And so, yeah, I love, um, you know, the, that we've honored that. And then there are these other discoveries and iterations like while we're walking the path. So Sarah, I want to ask you one more question. Um, you know, in conclusion, I'm wondering if you could share with us some of the greatest outcomes or I want to say lessons, but like not academically, you know, what are some of the biggest (laughs) life lessons or the biggest learning that's really come from your own spiral to wholeness, from your own embodiment journey? Hmm. Why is it worth it? (laughs) Yeah. um, So when I started this work um, with my now mentor, actually, Amrita Grace, who founded the Sacred Feminine Mystery School, when I started it, there was this talk about, you know, increasing your life force energy and creativity and reclaiming your power. And all those things sounded amazing to me mm-hmm. and something that I really wanted in my life. But what I didn't realize is that it was going to open up my voice in ways that like has really helped me remember, um, remember who I am because I, I'm a singer as well. And during this process, I started, um, singing a lot more and actually writing my own songs. And it was a little bit at first, like I would, I would have a song just come to me out of the blue and I would be like driving in my car. And so I would press record and I would just start singing. Hmm. And, and I thought I, I didn't really, it took a while for me to realize that it was, because I was open and that, that energy, that creative energy was actually open and flowing from the work that I'd done to, to open up um, all that blocked, stuck energy that had caused my back problems, mm. you know, mm. that, you know, yeah, it was good to get to a place where I wasn't in pain anymore, but like, that wasn't the, like, it does so much more than like take you out of pain or, or release the trauma. Like it allows new stuff to come in. So I've, I've, I've written like, well, I say I'd written, but I've just um, created songs and recorded songs into my phone (laughs) and I've Mm -hmm. made a few videos, well, several videos now of me just singing a song that I've just made up um, a lot more in the past um, nine months, I would say. And, and then just like a month or so ago, I was like, Oh my gosh, I think I'm a singer songwriter. When did that happen? (laughs) You know? That's awesome. (laughs) And, and I, I used to sing a lot. Um, I was in choir in high school and, 
And then I just got tired of singing religious songs. And so I dropped out um, in college. I dropped out after just a few weeks because it just wasn't really fitting well <laughs> with um, what I wanted to sing. But coming back to to singing and having a deeper love for it and singing from from the heart and from from all of me and the songs that I'm singing are actually quite you know they're, they're connected like they're they're spirit they're spiritual songs without being mm-hmm. you know the the songs that you used to sing in church <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I've been like singing some of those again now too I'm like yeah so I guess yeah that's that's one of the the really amazing Mm. outcomes from I love that work yeah I love that because I mean we're talking about sacred remembering and so it's like you remember to the point of what you lost almost and then you remember beyond it's like you're remembering on a soul level you're like oh I'm a singer-songwriter oh I'm creative and then that's where like the true person the true expression of the soul comes through thank you for that magic point that was that was like a boom there at the end. <laughs> um, Sarah, can you tell listeners where they can find you on the web? Yeah. Um, so my website is my business name, uh, spiraltowholeness.com. So you can find me there. I'm on Facebook. Um, also spiral to wholeness. And I also have a, a Facebook group about all about slowing down and women coming home to themselves. And I live outside of Asheville and I, I do have an office in downtown Asheville as well as my home, which right now I'm not using, I'm not seeing clients of course in person. Um, but hopefully by the time this podcast is on, I will be able to see clients in person again. Um, yeah, I, I'm still working as a massage therapist. Um, but more and more recently, I've, you know, I've been wanting to like just do the embodiment work or at least the fusion of, of embodiment um, coaching with, with some body work. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still in process of, of training in the sacred sexual healing work. Um, but that, that's also something I'm really passionate about too. And Mm I, I'm looking forward to doing more and and having workshops in person, women's retreats, um, and, and beyond and bringing in some singing too. (laughs) Uh, yeah I mean singing is an embodiment practice for sure Mm -hmm. for sure well thank you so much for being here and listeners you can check out spiral to wholeness and um, work with Sarah online or here in person I highly recommend it 
Thank you for being here so much. This is a delight and um, your presence is an encouragement for us to slow down and presence with our bodies and our breath and ourselves. So thank you so much. Thank you. That means a lot. That means a lot coming from you. And yeah, this was, this was really, really fun. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> to talk awesome. about all the things. Yeah. This is Sarah Poet of Embodied Breath, and thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm curious, what was your biggest takeaway? Remember that you are not alone on the sacred path, and women are rising now together. You can visit my website, sarahpoet.com, for more tools and inspiration to support your sacred remembering path. Please be sure to check the show notes, subscribe to this podcast, share with a friend, and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to hear from you. Stay connected, and here's to your path of sacred remembering.